Solomon, may I direct your attention to something quite extraordinary? Chris, the Herons are back. And we got messy. What's going on? What, 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 what? Where is the information? I guess we're getting ready for a sister kissing fiesta. I felt like we were playing a 2 -way. It was just a 2 -way. Let me tell you, Danny is about to get destroyed in the chat. So you Are we kissing Chris? Stuff, Chris? And maybe stepsisters, but not regular sisters. I've done a little bit of research on him. When it comes to FIFA, this guy is 68. We're going to have the greatest player of all time on the team. If there's a time to believe, it's not. It looks like a heron shat all over it. You guys are literally getting excited for a rank 65 player on FIFA 23. We got some pretty good FIFA cards on our squad now, all right? You gotta understand, Kevin. This is how this is how we scout our players here on the show. <laughs> Just look at FIFA cards. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Chris, the Herons are back. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 134 of the Batter Herons podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada, alongside me as always, Mr. KBD. How are you doing, sir? You got another game tomorrow. That's it. They're, they're, got they're coming game, fast. They're coming beautiful. fast. I know. It's, it's fun. Beautiful. It's fun. So let's say what's up to real quick. Mitch, Mike's already saying, bruh, he's already got a problem. What's going on, Mike? Uh, <laughs> Mr. Krabs is talking about the League's Cup. We're going to get into that. Uh, we got uh, Jay Rocks is over there in Vegas rolling dice. I love that. We got Kasechi. We got uh, Ikem. What's going on, everybody? All pushers and pullers, welcome here on the show. All right. So, I didn't. I didn't know it was such a big deal. Me not wearing my hat. I guess you know. I can't. <laughs> I, I, it's it kind of weird to see you without a hat. I come on here without is. a hat sometimes, but you never come on here without yeah, a hat. Yeah, typically though. I left all my hats upstairs, so. And I just got a haircut, so I'm showing off my expensive haircut. Nah, nah haircuts are pretty expensive nowadays. All right, yes. so I thought that today was going to be a really, like, you know, straight to the point, just preview the Onizar, possibly talk some Ronaldo and Messi, and we're going to get into all that nonsense in a little bit. And, man, today ended up being a, a big-time uh, Inter-Miami news day. Oh, what's yeah, going on, yeah. Wiseman? We're going to have uh, one of the guys from the Wiseman, Ty, joining us to help preview Columbus later this episode, uh, like we've been doing recently. Uh, and shout yeah, out today to Joe was Kerr. Full of news. Jo Live Joe from Kerr. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Joe Kerr, one of my favorites. Uh, uh, so a lot of stuff to get into. Um, and I guess this is the best way to start it. Yeah. McVeigh. On his way to D.C., not official yet, but they're saying it's just about official. Stefanelli, officially gone. He got the thank you from the official Inter-Miami social media page. Uh, how are you feeling about McVeigh's departure and Stefanelli officially being gone? Because once Farias went down, everybody's like, oh, wait, maybe Stefanelli isn't going to go anywhere. But his ass is out the door. How are we feeling about McVeigh and Stefanelli heading out? Uh, you know, it's, it's funny because I really, I really am hurt more by the, by the Stefanelli move than I am for the McVeigh move, but it's even worse because it's like, we need defenders, right? But you know what makes a good defense better offense? No, so I, want to think I guess, that. I mean, I mean, that's just the way that it seems like it's going because we're just getting nothing but people that don't play defense. So, um, Check your mic. Right, yeah, uh, I'll check that. I don't. Um, I told you that I thought that McVeigh 
was the most disappointing player last year because I really was expecting really good things from him last year. And I thought that, you know, unfortunately, it didn't work out. A lot of people were blaming Tata, but people forget that he got benched for Kamal Miller while Phil Neville was still here. And that had nothing to do with Tata. So McVeigh lost his spot by then. I, um, I, I'm. I understand the depth at, at center back is necessary, right? So it's kind of weird to see us losing a center back before we gain some more. But I really didn't see McVeigh seeing the pitch all that much anyway. Obviously, Tata wasn't uh, very keen on using him as it is. So I don't think that's a huge loss. Stefanelli, I mean, it opens up another international spot. So let's see what we do with that. We'll get into some transfer rumors later. Um, but yeah, I think those were, as far as player acquisition and departures... That was probably the biggest news of the day. Well, I think it's. Uh, can you hear me a little better now, or is it is it still yeah. kind of weird? Yeah, no, now we're good. Uh, I think I think the worst part is is losing McVeigh is not just losing a defender, but it's losing a defender that a lot of the fans are familiar with. So I think that that might be the more hurtful one in terms of like, you know, we need defense and we need defenders that play decently so i mean he would he is a good backup he is a serviceable backup and we're losing that and some someone that's familiar with the team i mean stefanelli everybody said he was a poor man's farias anyway you know so and and we have robert taylor that can play like every single position on the field so but still doesn't manage to see the pitch and and judas uh, for as far as christian medina goes from boca i think that intermind might be out on him uh but to answer your question, my understanding is that he's not slow. He's not necessarily the fastest thing in the world either. He's not slow and defensively isn't what he's really known for. Uh, I'm not sure how good he is defensively, but that isn't necessarily what he is. He would be coming in here. He wouldn't be coming in here to play that six role, in other words. Uh, what's going on, Broad Heron? All right, so McVeigh is gone. There has to be another center back move coming eventually, right? Like, th this can't stay this way. I... It's just a shame to see. It's just a, it's it's a shame to see all of this happening. I mean, we lose Miller, right? I mean, like, damn, man, it really sucks to have lost a, a pretty good defender. Like, we're Miller? stuck with what? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, but, but we look when we had Tom Bogart told us that this was a, a, almost like Inter Miami was forced into making that move. They didn't want to trade Kamal Miller. I mean, I also think it's kind of weird that they couldn't have found another trade partner. Right, that they all of a sudden got their arms twisted because they had to trade it to Portland. Like that doesn't make much sense to me. But um, go ahead. How do you feel about this comment that Mike V just said that nobody said he's a poor man's Farias? That Stefanelli is over Farias. Uh, How do you feel about who, that? I don't know who he's talking was, about as, as far as a poor man's Farias, though. Well, because I mentioned it, I mentioned that there's a lot of people that are online that that believe that Stefanelli is like a poor man's Farias, like he wasn't as good or as skilled. But, I mean, look, I liked Stefanelli when he was on the pitch last year. Um, when was he on the pitch? He was on the pitch before he got injured, remember? He suffered an injury last year, and then he well, just I know, playing. I know. I, I, exactly. I, I don't I, – I, if you were to ask me anything significant that he did on this team, I couldn't tell you. Remember, you we, remember lost, we lost him around the same time that we lost Gregory and Mota. Yeah, towards the beginning I mean, of the season. Yeah, yeah like yeah. he didn't have a big impact on this team. No, I mean, it's not like this guy was like the MVP of the team, but like you're talking about someone that can have impact in the middle of the field in an attacking sort of way. I mean, for sure, Farias and Stefanelli are a poor man's messy, like uber poor, pulling cart from the front poor. 
we're gonna get into that. All right. Yeah. Well, McVeigh is gone. I, I would hope that we have another center back coming in at some point because if we're gonna continue playing this three man back line, then we're either counting on Ian Frey coming back healthy at some point. We're counting on Freyer uh, at some point yes. being serviceable. And we're going to count on, on our young kids uh, from the academy, Hall, coming up and balling. Or Ryan Saylor. Look, Ryan Saylor to me is like a McVeigh. But, you know, I've seen less of Ryan Saylor than I have of McVeigh. So yeah. maybe Ryan Saylor will surprise me. I had no hope for McVeigh. Ryan Saylor, you know, maybe maybe he'll surprise me. So I haven't lost all hope in, in, in Ryan Saylor. But McVeigh, I, I didn't believe him. I really have, I really hope that Ian Frey comes back because I would love to see Ian Frey and Thought and 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 and, oh, yeah. and Aviles. Ian Frey and Aviles back there together, like they are just two gazelles playing defense. Oh my goodness, that would be amazing. Tank said that McVeigh was his dude, but I don't understand why. Why was McVeigh your dude? Yeah, I mean I, I, he McVay, had he like, had a he had a decent season, a decent season at left back two seasons ago and then he had like two or three spot starts at center back he looked good in those two or three starts and i was like oh shit Mm -hmm. okay maybe we have a center back here and then they put him at center back last year it didn't work out and he quickly Mm -hmm. lost his job so i i don't see why he would be anybody's dude but anyway all right so they're they're gone let's let's see what we what happens hopefully uh um hendo gets cooking in there all right so other news from today and Miami starts cooking with some seats. Yeah. I, this was, I didn't know that this was happening. That stadium's going to look completely different when we go back. And by the way, it's exactly three weeks from today. Yes. Three weeks from today, we have opening day. So, Chris, what do you know about the, the new stadium capacity? So, apparently, I mean, there was uh, 20,000, it was 20 plus thousand seats uh, before the change. And apparently now, the capacity is going to be 21,550. So they're bringing in like a brand new section into, I believe it's the, the southwest corner. So that's over by by where the, I, I guess, where the players entered. No? We sit uh, in the south, right? Yeah. Yeah, we sit yeah, in the by, south. By where so, the buses were? By where the buses correct. entered, you mean? Correct. So where the buses entered, they're going to be putting like a whole new section in there. And then they're increasing the capacity in the northeast and the southeast section. So the only area that's not going to be taken up is going to be, um, I guess, the area where the players are are, are parking over by the black lot. Um, I mean, if you guys want your season tickets for those seats, you could st- you could start getting them right now. I don't well, know suppo- if it's worth it. Supposedly they're going to have like theater suites now and some weird stuff like. I don't know what they got going on. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm, I'm sure I can't afford it. So whatever. Well, you know, the question I ask myself is if they're going to be taking up that that bus section where they, you know, pull the buses up, then I mean, how are the players going to be getting in? Right. Like bring that map up real quick again. And if you noticed on the map, like before they used to walk in from the training facility. Now they get brought over by a, a, a 0.1 mile a drive from the training <laughs> facility to that bus area. But I imagine if they're doing this, then that means that they're going to build like some sort of entrance from the yeah, they player could, facility. They, yeah, they could still come in that way. They're just going to have to seal that off. Oh, and absolutely. Also, and also that's VIP. Whoever sits there, I mean, I don't know, but whoever sits there might be like a celebrity or something and that. 
I don't know how expensive those things, but maybe those seats are the no, they, they can't be all suites there because if they're all suites, then how are you going to be 12? Those, what is it? What you said, was it 1500 seats, whatever it was? I don't uh, know. Yeah, I don't know how this is going to we ha We'll have to revisit this when we have a little more info because I don't want to just randomly gas bag and 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 misinform people. An additional 1200 seats, okay? So 1200 seats. All right, well, I, I mean, I guess 1200 wait, seats hold on, in so the corner. It's it actually says the brand new all inclusive premium seating will see not will see nine theater boxes see, and six this. opera boxes. What the hell is that? Uh, it says it's going to have elevated seating options it, ranging like the... from living room style chairs to ultra padded suite seating, which is wild to me. Like, what are we doing? We're leaving. So is it going to look place. like? Is it going to look like where like where Abraham Lincoln got murked? Like one of those probably, type like yeah. opera things? Yeah, you're going to get presidentially assassinated sitting there, and uh, and you're going to be able to have premium parking access to midfield club like but this is so stupid we're leaving like in two years what the hell are we doing like whoever moves into that in stadium season. yeah i guess i mean what are we doing with that kind well, of seating like save that money for the for the for the miami freedom park what a disaster yes yes he did say opera seats i don't know if he's misreading yes. that no 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 no. I, i'm a pretty good reader it says opera <laughs> seating six opera boxes Mr. Krabs is doubting your reading skills buddy listen i want to know what an opera box is opera box I'm, I'm what is an oh my goodness mm. i'm just whatever looking it is at i bet you we can't box. afford it it's literally like one it's literally an abraham lincoln chair what everybody remembers <laughs> the story of abraham lincoln chair yeah. that's where you're yeah. gonna be able to sit for like a billion dollars but where would uh, they put that they're gonna put it in the southwest corner, and uh, nah, and you can be able to get. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I mean, I'm intrigued. Color me intrigued. J James is uh, asking if Lego makes premium seats. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> Lego, the company Lego can make anything. They're making for sure. For those that don't get that inside joke, Chris used to call those the new temporary stands that they put in after Messi arrived. The Lego stands. People are literally uh, asking, am I sure if it's look, opera I, I don't think, look, <laughs> I don't think people trust you, Chris. So I, mean, I, I Honestly, I, I let Chris find all the information on this. I honestly, I don't believe him fully either, but this is all Chris. So, uh, listen, I am, I am, I am literally grabbing and I will put it in the chat right now. I am putting in the link in case any of you want to know it's on the inner Miami website. I'm literally grabbing it from this source. So, yes, opera seating. Guys. Look, may maybe opera seats are where the press sits. I mean, maybe. I doubt it. I doubt it. Are you kidding me? They know. might throw those I, guys I, in a fucking, they might throw the press people like in a garbage can somewhere in a corner or look, probably give them the real Lego seating. Yeah, yeah, Don Cafecito backing you up. You know what? I trust Don Cafecito. I don't trust Chris. But if Don Cafecito says it, I believe it. All right. Look, everybody but that's wait. wondering and, and questioning Chris, uh, Don Cafecito Steve Munoz has now confirmed, so we can now confirm that, yes, it is accurate what Chris is saying. Yeah, but apparently I'm bad media because GFR is out here thinking that I'm just, like, spamming everybody <laughs> with crap. Guys, if I'm going to give right. you the info, I'm going to give you the right info. Whether you want it or not, opera seating, Abraham Lincoln, let's go.
All right. Well, let, let's let's keep going with some bad info for the people because this is what they tune in for. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Are you kidding? Are you kidding me, Tommy? That's the first contribution you have to the chat. You're going to come in and you're going to ask me to go put a hat on. Jesus Christ. Yeah. For those of you in audio, be glad you're on audio. All right. So we are now going to get into League's Cup. League's Cup was announced today. All the participants, obviously, we know all the MLS and Liga MX uh, clubs, but they announced the groups, right? Three teams per group. There's two teams that get a buy straight to the 32, the, the winner of the MLS Cup and the winner of Liga MX. I was wondering why we wouldn't as a defending champion, but what I'm assuming is that next year when San Diego becomes a team and the and the, uh, the MLS gets to 30 teams, that would make yeah. it 48 teams. So in order to get down to 45 teams with making it groups of three, I guess maybe they would give the winner of the League's Cup this year maybe a buy next year, or they would just make a just an extra group of three and give no buys one or the other but anyway uh so all those were announced and we found out that miami will be in the same group as two mexican teams last year we were with atlanta and cruz azul this year we are with tigres and who else was it tigres and uh, it's uh it's it's a uh, tigres and puebla there we go club puebla uh, so that would be our uh, opening um, group. Now, I saw a lot of people get, I guess, I don't want to say excited, but they thought that it was really cool that we would get two home games like we did last year. Now, I'm here to burst yeah. everybody's bubble. That's not the way it works this year. We are not traveling to Mexico. So, no, that's not the case. But we are not hosting both those games. The top teams in Mexico are not going to play a road game. They are going to play a technically home game in a stadium later to be announced. So it's possible that Tigres, which that game will not be a home game for us, would go ahead and they would play. And I mean, if, if I don't know if it's going to be an option, but if I was them, I'd choose somewhere in Texas. Right. I'd play in Texas. I'm sure they got plenty of Tigres fans down there. And if they want to keep yeah. it regional here in the southeast, then maybe they play in Orlando, maybe they play in Atlanta. I don't know how that's going to work exactly. But we are not going to get uh, – Sean said hub cities. Uh, we are not going to get two home games out of that, though. So for those of you hoping to see Tigres against Inter-Miami here, my understanding is that that is not the way it's going to work. But we will be uh, hosting Puebla or Pueblo or whatever. So we, we're going to well, get one home game. Well, the good thing is if we if we host uh, if we host Puebla, I mean they're literally the worst team right now. They have four, they haven't won a game in four games. Um, Tigres, they're at the top of their division, their third, and um, they actually have uh, a couple wins. They have eight wins. They've done pretty well. Well, Tigres so is always uh, is one of the best teams yeah. in that league, always historically, and yeah. they and they have a huge fan base. So. It would be um, interesting to see them play down here and to see their their fans travel down here, but we're not going to get that. Now, where the game's going to be, it says later to be announced. I'm not sure where it would be. It's interesting. Um, but, yeah, that, 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 that's the, the news as far as that goes. And and Sean is saying that he would want to play somewhere in the, in the Northeast, close to New York or Chicago. I don't, I don't think it would be great for 
the Mexican teams to play in the Northeast. I think if anything, you want to keep it like south of the middle of the country to be no, able to I, I don't know. In, in the, the in the in the Northeast. And again, I don't know if that's an option, right? So I, as of right now, all I'm telling you is that that's not going to be a home game for us. Outside of that, anything we say is just yeah. we're just talking crap, okay? Yeah. Uh, in the Northeast, it's a large Mexican population. So if if the Northeast is an option up in New York or something, they, they'll get a nice turnout for Tigres up there. Listen, uh-huh. you'll get the same turnout down, down here in Homestead, Bobby. Chicago also. Yeah, but then that's a, technically a home game for us. Yeah, but... So, um, <laughs> I just left that there. So, um, uh, I think Texas would be a better option. I think Texas would be a good option. I think, uh, Texas, I think Mary, maybe, uh, New Mexico, I think one of those two could be a pretty good option. But th- those, so. those teams are considered Western Conference teams, the ones in Texas, right? In the MLS. And I, and I believe they're separated between East and West. So, I don't think that that would be a, uh, an option. I mean, you're not going to put in Alabama, like, no, it would be an MLS. It would be a, 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 I would assume an MLS stadium. Yeah, yeah, it would be, or at least an and MLS then, city. And listen, James Sylvia is mentioning Homestead Speedway. Let's do it, baby! Come on, I go walk over there. Yeah, well, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to make sure that that I got that out there because um, I saw some people saying like, "Okay, cool, two Mexican teams, so we get to host two games." That is not the case. Uh, they, I forgot if it was the top. Because they sip, they split into three tiers, and yeah. depending on how many points they ended up the season with last year, and the top fifteen teams were in tier one, and I do not remember if it was just the top four Mexican teams or all the Mexican teams in tier one, but those yeah. teams are the ones, the Mexican teams that will get to host, technically host, uh, a home game somewhere in the United States that is not at the home of the opposing team. I have a question. Do you think that? Do you think that these these teams in Liga Mekis, do you think that they would rather prefer to do that instead of like playing in other states that aren't, you know, the I guess the opposing yeah, team? Of course. Why would they want to uh, play? Or would, where... they, or would they rather just play in Mexico? Like how oh, much of a logistical nightmare would it be to play in Mexico, really? Oh, it's a lot more travel, that's for sure. Yeah. And but remember, I mean, but... we asked we asked Tom Bogers when he was on here about Leagues Cup and if it would ever change. And he said that the people from Liga MX literally wanted it to be played in the United States because there's such a large fan base for that league. It's almost letting those, um, those fans here in the United States get to enjoy their Mexican clubs at home because let's be real, Mexicans, that's a large population here in the United States. Yeah, And so literally the people from Liga MX setting this up wants these this tournament to play, be played in the United States. So at this point, like you really can't crap on it, and Liga MX can't talk crap about it either because it's something that apparently that they want. Well, I mean, I just think that it's kind of dumb because if we're we're going from we're going right now, we're in Saudi Arabia, and then in in a couple of days from now, we're going to be in China. Like we're going around the whole world. Like yeah, how come these we games can't don't just... count? Yeah. But that's even but that, worse. That's like, why. No, if they if these games counted, you know how I said I don't give a crap about this this world tour. Like it doesn't bother me at all because the games don't count. If the games counted, I'd be furious about this world tour. But the games don't yeah. count, so who cares? Yeah, I mean it's a circus show at this point in time right now. But I mean, I would, I would love to see MLS teams, even if they're in the East Coast, go out to Mexico 
right? Split split the week, split the week, one game in Mexico, one game over on the East Coast. So that way there's uh, even abuse in the travel, even well, though these guys the are Champions flying Cup. in. Yeah, I mean, even though these guys are flying in, not even first class. This is like God class. Come on. I, I forgot what chat. We were, we're in a chat, and I forgot what chat it was, but I... Uh... Whatever. Oh, and speaking of which, we're gonna start that Discord. We'll talk about it later. Um, yeah. I was in a chat and we were talking about, and some people were like, "Well, I hope that they prioritize League's Cup." I don't see why anybody would think that they wouldn't prioritize League's Cup. Yeah. By the time that League's Cup begins, Copa America is done. Uh, Concacaf Champions Cup is done. That ends June second. Yeah. Uh, U.S. Open Cup, you're either in the semifinals or the tournament's over for you. So that's about done. So at that point. Why wouldn't you prioritize it? It's literally the last cup there is before the playoffs start later on that year. Like, League's Cup needs to be prioritized just off the fact that there's nothing else going on. Literally, everything is done. By the time League's Cup starts, everything else is over. The only thing left is the semifinals of the Open Cup, if you made it that far, which would be the week after League's Cup ends, and then trying to make the playoffs, and then the playoffs start in November or late October. So, of course, I think I think Lee's Cup by default is going to be prioritized because there's nothing else going on. And not only that, but you're also defending the same trophy that you earned. So, like, if there's anything else other than that, you also have to understand, like, you're defending the trophy that you won last year. So, even though it's like an open tournament again, at the end of the day, you're still trying to defend that championship that you won. So, you know, there's a couple reasons, couple reasons. Tank said the team will need to rest by then. Why? Uh, I mean, what? I don't know. They, they, all they've been doing is playing regular season games once a week. Why do they need to rest? They just keep playing. I don't know. I mean, so now Maybe. we're going to give these guys cushy vacations. We're, we're going to put them on a put them up yeah. in a hotel on a dime. Come on. All-inclusive resorts. What are we doing? Go play soccer. Get out. All right. So, uh, before we get into the Al-Nazir game, one last thing we want to get into. Uh, there's a rumor going around, and I'm not going to get too into it because it's just a rumor and one that uh, has died down since it started yesterday. But Federico Redondo uh, plays in Argentina. He is the son of Fernando Redondo. Francisco Redondo, I'm sorry. Francisco Redondo uh, played for Real Madrid, and he is what a lot of people are saying is an absolute baller. He is a CDM. A lot of people say that they remind him of a young Busquets. And um, I, I think that this would be really good. Now, young Busquets doesn't mean necessarily a, a killer defensively. But I don't know. I, to me, from what I've seen, and I'm, I'm looking, I'm going to look. I'm sorry. I'm helping out Ty right now. Uh, for me, I, I would like him to be more defensive than offensive. But I was looking into him, and we'll get more into it tomorrow just in case the, the rumors pick up again. But my understanding is that he is a good defender. And um, I, I think that this would be the perfect addition to this midfield. But then, like, we still have Busquets. We have... Mota somewhere in Brazil. And then we also have Gregory. We also have David Ruiz, which, I mean, at this point, we don't know if he's going to play CDM. Is he going to play winger? I mean, is he going to be a striker? Like, uh, what are we doing here? 
right? So we we have a a couple of CDMs on this team already. So is obtaining this guy really sorry, gonna... I, who who is a, a CDM on this team outside of Gregory? Uh, John Mota. I mean, he was no, listed as no, a CDM no, at some point. No, no, no. John so Mota is not. No, no. John Mota I'm not saying is that not a good CDM. at my job. No, but I'm but just... we need somebody. Look, if we're gonna keep playing with a three man back line, we need a pivot that can actually defend. And we so Gregory is that guy. Mota is not that guy. Ruiz, I think, can be that guy, but he's looked so saucy offensively that I don't think that he's going to become that guy. I, I I would want Gregory back there, and if we can't get Gregory back there, get this kid Redondo. And if we can get Redondo and Gregory and play a double pivot, oh, my God, that would be beautiful. But um, but that's not probably happening. But, yeah, no, I, Mota, I never bring Mota's name up again as a CDM. It was so frustrating when Gregory went down that they tried to force him in there, and that's when our defense really went to crap. Because there was nobody back there because he can't hold his position because he just wants to take field goals. Well, listen, but the, they, they were listed at some point as a CDM. So, like, I don't know what you want me to do with that. Uh, just because they list him that way doesn't mean that he is that. And and I, I we just got asked the question, what position? I mean, uh, what's the what's the FIFA ranking? And well, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm already on it. Not. All right. Well, uh, like I said, I didn't want to get too into it. I can get into his numbers uh, in uh, tomorrow's episode if, if at all, this uh, peaks again. But if it doesn't, oh, Boom. here we go. Here He's we a go. center midfielder, 71. I mean, this guy's awful. Not even a rare. <laughs> He's, th that card came out when he was 20 years old. When he was 20 years like old. baby. And it, and if he is anything, if he is a, a, a tenth of what his father was, he's going to be an absolute baller because his dad was an absolute baller. He's uh, considered one of the best CDMs in Real Madrid history, one of the best midfielders in Real Madrid history. So, um, yeah. All right. So let's, uh, while I send the invite to Ty, let's get into tomorrow's game. So we're playing against Al-Nazir, our third game of this preseason world tour. And tomorrow was the marquee. Tomorrow was the game that everybody wanted to watch. I think it was the reason why this whole um, thing started for the World Tour. Yes. And as it turns out, our boy, um, our boy Ronaldo. Our boy Ronaldo is done for. Lesionado. Right. So apparently he's injured. So um, he won't be playing. I told you last episode that I didn't think he would play. I, I don't, he doesn't really have too much to gain. And Ty, I got that uh, that invite out for you again. I'll see. If that and works. by the way, uh, this is this is basically going to be a matchup between Messi and Sadio Mane. I don't think he's going to play either. Or Anderson Taliska. Or Anderson Taliska. <laughs> so they, they are second put that up in the. On your it, banners in your... They are second in the table out in Saudi Arabia. They lost to Al Halal 3-0 last month. Al Halal had only allowed nine goals up until uh, their season ended or stopped halfway through the season. Uh, Al Nazir has allowed 23 goals. So we're playing against a far inferior team without Ronaldo. I believe Sadio Mane might not play. So I, I think that we actually have a chance to win this. And hopefully we look good. Do you consider this... Uh, MLS versus Saudi Arabia type deal. 
because I never did. But as soon, as soon as Al-Hilal went up 2-0, the tweet started. Oh, Saudi Arabia shitting on MLS. Oh, Inter-Miami can't hang with the big boys across the world. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't think it is, but a part of me wants to win just to shut everybody up. But the thing is, Danny, I think that like you're in the you're really big time in the minor, in the minority on that one. I feel like the masses was looking at this matchup of, uh, I mean, not just Al Nazir but Al Halal. Like, this is MLS versus the Saudi Arabian League. Like, I think you're extremely in the minority on that one. Yeah, but it's preseason versus somebody that's been in season half the year. I don't know. I, I what one one league has. Um, no salary cap. They have unlimited money. They're paying yeah. players literally $100 million a year. Benzema is getting paid $100 million a year. And we they have a salary cap. Like, we literally are running out there with Robbie Robinson running left wing. Like, come on. Like, you can't compare the two. Like, this. Yeah, there's no cap versus a super cap. And the no cap is like, let's just give some guy a bank and sign him. Just give him a free bank with free money. Come onto the team, stay here for a year and a half, hate your life, and then go elsewhere. Go elsewhere. Make us a couple bucks. Do you think uh, Nick Freyer plays tomorrow? No, I don't think so. I do. I don't think he's gonna play. I don't think it's gonna be worth it. And yes, Gina is mentioning Alhalal is uh, is the best team. Yeah, I mean they they. They, were, they almost kicked our asses. Well, um, I don't I think that. No, they didn't kick our ass. They they beat us four to three. I think oh. that it would have been nicer if we would have ended up three three. What I do think, and I remember when I was saying that I didn't care about this preseason. Um, when I said that I didn't care about this preseason, I said I don't think the players will play too much. Right? So that was my whole thing. Yeah. I don't think they're going to play too much. not a big deal. They've been playing a lot. Messi played just about 90 minutes last game. I can't say I'm very happy with that. Like That's I'm scary. not sure why they have Messi running out there 90 minutes for a game that absolutely doesn't matter. Like I know that they threw a cup on there, right? Like the Riot Season Cup, just randomly. Just three yeah. games, three teams. But um, I, I don't see why they're doing that. That did make me unhappy, and I can't imagine that they're going to do that again just three days later. How long do you think Messi plays tomorrow? Uh, well, I mean, if it's going to be without Ronaldo, then I imagine he's only going to play the half. Because, I mean, at this point, might as well just dump it, right? I mean, we lost the first game. Whatever cup is available to us, like, who cares? If it's not the Ronaldo versus Messi matchup, I don't want it. Give me 40, 45 minutes. Get off the, get off the pitch. Let's go. Let, let, let's keep traveling with you and intact, Messi. Let's do that. How, how long do you think? So you think forty-five minutes? I really I think hope forty-five minutes is the max. I hope he comes in as a sub and plays thirty. That's what I'm hoping. That's what I've been oh, hoping for this sub. whole preseason. Yeah, I've been hoping for this the whole preseason. I didn't want to see him start. I didn't want to see him play. Was it forty-five against El Salvador, sixty against um, Dallas? Against Al-Halal, like 87, I think it was, 88. So what are we doing here? And now he has two days rest. Like, don't tell me you're going to run him out there the two days rest to run another 60, 80, 90 minutes. Like, it's not worth it. These games don't mean anything. Like, again, I was cool with this whole world tour 
if they weren't going to play him this much. And I don't think from even the people that were criticizing the World Cup, I mean, the, the World Tour, were not thinking that they were going to play this much. So I'm really hoping that he plays 30 minutes like Gina said. I, I don't want to see more than that. It's pointless. Oh. Well, I mean, do you think he's asking for these minutes? I hope not. I mean, I know he didn't like the long layoff, but I hope that he's not asking to play this much. Yeah, plenty of games coming in about three weeks, buddy. And I wanted to mention just uh, Lucas's comment here. He's saying Freya is injured, just travel with the squad as a knee injury. Look at that. Coco Jean gets injured getting off planes. Freya gets injured getting on planes. What the, what, what's going on, guys? Freire. Mike V says you pronounce it Freire. Freire. All right. Uh, all right, so let, I mean, I don't feel like there's too much to talk about in this game. So just real quick, do you think we're going to start with that back line again? That three-man back line? I think nothing is going to change in this game. Okay. I, th I think against the Saudi Arabian teams, we're just going to be playing the same thing, same style. And I hope that Messi has to, plays the half. That has, to, that has to be some type of rotation. Because these guys have been playing a lot, and then literally it was two days later for the next game. There has to be heavy rotation tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> I, I think Luis Suarez doesn't play as much. He might not even start. I think Campana might start. Uh, I would like to see Gregory start over Gressel or over David Ruiz. Even though David Ruiz, I want to see him keep playing because he's playing well. But I want to see Gregory out there. Robert Taylor's going to get more playing time. Now that McV McVeigh's gone or supposedly going to be gone, Freire supposedly is injured. Are we going to see Noah Allen at left center back again? Or Sailor? Oh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm not a fan, but yeah, I guess maybe we could try that out. I just want to, I, I hope that we see like random four in the back, like a four, three, three, just, just randomly surprise us. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. All right. And so I think just, he's saying it. Right. I think he's, and Mike V is mentioning it again, and I think he's saying it, Freire. 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 Whatever. Who cares? You know who we're talking about. Um and uh Thuck Fung said, Danny, would you be okay without that using this as the official lineup for the season? No, I, I, I really don't like the three in the back. I don't like the three in the back. I especially don't like the three in the back when you don't have a CDM. And I know technically Busquets is playing that role, but he's not that guy. And uh, you need help defensively. And when you when you have a bad defense playing less defenders back there, I don't think helps. That's just me. Being a weirdo, I guess. All right. And then last thing before we get into the Columbus crew. Predictions for tomorrow. I know you thought that we we're going to get smacked up by uh, Ahalal. We didn't. What do you think about tomorrow? I think it's going to be like 3-2. I think we're going to score some goals. I think we're going to win. I mean, this team doesn't score as many goals as Ahalal. So um, I think it's going to be an entertaining game. Yeah, I think it's going to be an entertaining game. I think it's going to be 3-2 that we finally win a preseason game. I don't even know how much that matters anymore at this point. but It doesn't matter, it be but it'd be nice to shut everybody up because, you know, if they lose, then people are going to be like, uh, Saudi Arabia beat them again, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Everybody's um, saying 2-2 draw. Everybody's saying 2-2 draw. How weird. Yeah, I can see a draw. Look, yeah, like Richard Bieber hit in the head. This is a win for me. No injuries, and, and it's a win for me. So Get on the plane without getting injured. And Gressel will probably start again, and we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll talk about that tomorrow, I guess. All right, yeah. so 
uh, we said we went 40 minutes talking about all the news of the day and covering uh, tomorrow's game. We didn't get too in depth because it's preseason. Ronaldo's not playing. Yeah, it kind of killed the emotion, right? I was excited for that game. Chris even said that he was considering letting his kid get out of school early so he could watch it with Ronaldo, but yeah. it just completely killed everything once uh, Messi and Ronaldo isn't happening anymore. Uh, so, as we said, from now until the beginning of the season, we'll be previewing every Eastern Conference team just to get a, a feel for the competition that we'll be beating up along the way to the top. And uh, we had Cincinnati on just two days ago with Justin Blair, Mr. Weirdo that drinks his milk after he eats the cereal. And uh, now we felt like since we had Cincinnati on, let's have the full Ohio thing going on. So we are bringing on from the defending champion, Columbus Crew, the Wise Men podcast. And I mean, I guess I'll let him plug it himself. Mr. Tyler. I don't know. Is, is it Tyler or Ty? It's Tyler. Okay, okay. Tyler. Or Ty. Or Ty. It doesn't matter. All right. It all works. And he's wearing the sexy the, hat. Look at the look at does hat look. Does it look nice? Look yeah, that, is, that does look nice. <laughs> Enjoy. You're not getting one this year. All right. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. Thank you, as always, for joining us, Ty. Yeah, uh, you obviously had got the star on top of the badge. You guys had the best year, much better than Cincinnati, because all Cincinnati did was uh, win choke the supporter job. shield. Yeah, choke <laughs> job, basically. Hell choke is real. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, well, thank you for joining us. And um, how do you how do you feel about the whole offseason so far? You know, it's funny. I was just on the uh, Designated Pundits podcast. Uh, a couple of days ago okay, and also. um it's it's been kind of quiet you know we've got some good pieces in uh, marina heinestrosa we have Derek jones coming in you know we are are looking to add depth pieces just because of how compact our schedule is going to be uh obviously same thing with you guys um but it's been really good uh you know we had our three top three guys go to the national team and they've come back uh high energy down there in port st lucie uh, it's been a definite, uh, definite ride, short, but uh, I think we are looking to, as Aiden Morris put, run it back. Aiden Morris. My, yeah, Mike V is asking, how does it feel to be number one in the MLS, but number two in Ohio? You're not <laughs> number two. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, nobody, uh, nobody remembers second place, and I think that's what uh, Cincinnati got when after. Uh, after choking away a two nothing lead, but I mean that's just if you're not first, you're last. Yes, correct. <laughs> so uh, going into the season, what is the storyline going into the season for Columbus? Repeat, I guess. Uh, I mean, you can say that. Uh, I also think the biggest storyline is how is Nancy going to uh, adjust uh, everything that all the teams are looking at now for us. Everybody's gunning for our numbers. Uh, they're they know how we play. They know exactly what we're going to do. I think now is how can Nazi tweak it, right? Um, another storyline is uh, the, the schedule, obviously, you know. Um, but I think the biggest one is the, the Nazi one. Is he going to have a sophomore slump? We don't know. But how is he going to manage this team with everybody looking at us, knowing what we're going to do, knowing how he plays? How is he going to uh, come back that? I mean, your defense wasn't great last year. That's what gives us hope this year. Right. Oh yeah, well that's true, mm-hmm. but we have. But their offense was really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. now obviously we're an Inter Miami podcast, right? So for yeah. the Inter Miami listeners, Julian Gressel 
was just on your team for the, the latter part of last season. M- uh, you've got MLS Cup champion, Julian Gressel. Uh, yes, because he did win it with Atlanta <laughs> with Tata Martino. So, yes, I stand corrected. He did win it with Tata back in Atlanta. So you are 100% correct. So if you could just wish DJ tell us, uh, <laughs> if you could just go ahead and give us a little breakdown of Julian Gressel and why he was benched in the playoffs, because that's what scared me. I think the, I think the biggest is he doesn't have what Farsi, what Mo Farsi has, right? So you look at Orlando, then you look at Cincinnati. Julian Gressel is more of an attacking uh, wingback or whatever position he, he plays down there with you guys. For us, he was a wingback. Okay, <laughs> yeah. We don't, we don't but, even know yet. <laughs> but Mo Farsi has the ability to uh, attack and defend. He has this little spark in him that can get up the field and get back in time, right? So I think that's one thing that fits the profile that Nancy was looking at against, uh, especially Cincinnati. Right, because you have uh, Barrial on the wing. You also have um, can't remember who the other uh, wing uh, winger that they have was, but Farsi just was able to compete with those wingers, and Gressel just couldn't keep up. Right, which is why he came off the bench. But Farsi, on the other hand, is able to compete and able to defend. I noticed so that that with later... the bad defense, he's not going to help us. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think if if Tata Martino were to utilize him, I think he'll probably use, utilize him off the bench. I don't see him getting a lot of starts for you guys this year. And that's awful because I noticed that towards the latter time with you guys that he was coming off the bench. He was playing less time. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of awful in terms of like the the what we're going to be receiving, you know, from him in our yeah. future. Did, and, he get any, did he get any playing time in the midfield? No. Mm-mm. But Ooh, oh my god! But, but but another thing is that it, when he posted his goodbye message, he said it, he said it wasn't easy. We all knew that Columbus was not going to be his ending destination, right? He was in Vancouver. He wanted to come back east. Columbus was not going to be his his final destination, his landing spot, right? It was going to be somewhere where his wife is from, I believe Boston, right? So you're thinking New England or somewhere more east coast, like Miami or Charlotte or whatever. Columbus was not going to be his final spot. The Boston and Miami, two completely different worlds. Oh, absolutely, for sure. <laughs> for sure. But uh, uh, as far as like, but as far as going east, east, that's what yeah. he wanted, right? Mm. So Columbus wasn't going to be his his landing spot. We weren't going to keep him. Um, Farsi proved himself uh, during the three game series against Atlanta. He earned the right to to start against Orlando, Cincinnati. And in the MLS Cup final. So uh, I mean, let's let's get to another you know another question that that we both have. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to know what are some of the biggest additions or departures, and do you consider Gressel a big departure? At least starting um, off with that, just so that way our fans can sort of understand that. No, not really. Uh, I mean, are we going to miss his? Are we going to miss his passing? Probably. I mean, he played a crucial part. In you know setting up these goals that Christian Ramirez scored uh, against Cincinnati, you know he's yeah. his passing. Yeah, we're going to miss his passing. Um, but as far as as far as him being a big loss, I don't think so. It's it's really not that big of a deal 
especially with Columbus. Julian Gressel played well. He he did his thing, but you know it's time to let him do his own thing. But we have a specific way that we're going to go with this club, and Gressel just doesn't fit. Um, I say another big loss is I don't know if um, I don't know if I was on your guys' show before or after this happened, but uh, obviously Lucas around was left in the middle of the season, which sucked. Yes, I, I yes I, re- <laughs> I remember that. Uh, I think it was you that said that he was the best Argentinian in the league at that point. Yes, was it me? No, no, I, I think that was the other guy. <laughs> I think that was Gerald. I think that was the other guy. Um, it was Gerald. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but. Um, no, not really. We haven't had any big losses. I mean, Jimmy Madranda, uh, never really got any playing time except for scoring a goal against Toronto. Um, Josh Williams, uh, he's worn every single badge that Columbus has had in history. Um, he's retired, uh, or going to be retiring. I don't know if it's official or not, but he's going to be retiring. Um, no, no big losses at all. I think the biggest get is uh marina hanestrosa you know who can play uh a wing position uh more so on the left so we have a couple of players and players in competition for that spot um derrick jones a center mid center back uh kind of hybrid player can add a depth piece uh when uh steven marrera still out because he's with cape verde um doubt he's going to get back in time for the for the first game of the season um, but I think just those two players are the biggest gets. Of course, we also have our draft picks. I don't know if they're going to forego their last year or two of college and, and join the club, but I don't see them getting uh, first team minutes. Um, but other than that, it's just those two, pretty much. And you guys have the best striker in the league. Uh, of course we do. Good mm-hmm. Hernandez. That's right. That's my boy. <laughs> What's up, that? That's also, Dan, Dan is a big Cujo guy. I fucking love Cujo. <laughs> And, and I mean, I guess this we're talking about Cucho, and and that that brings up the next point, right? It's your one of your biggest strengths. Mm-hmm. Do you consider your 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 biggest strength, Cucho, in the top strikers? What do you What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, like, what are the biggest strengths that you consider for the for the team? Oh, the oh, the biggest strengths of the team. I think meant the biggest strength in Kucha. I was going to say, well, it's goals oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, so I, I I think Kujo is probably the one of the biggest strengths of the team. Um, he is the not... he is the team. What are you talking about? <laughs> um, well, no, because we also have Christian Ramirez who scored goals. We have Diego Rossi and. I think the biggest one, we want to get Rossi back to LAFC Rossi, you know, where he's constantly putting the ball in the back of the net. Um, but I think Kucha is the strength of the team. Um, you know, he is our number nine, but people or teams are going to have to try and keep him contained. Right. Um, but the way that Nancy plays with the three front, like the two in the back and Cucho, they all intertwine with one another. So Rossi's going to be up at the nine and Cucho's going to be back or Ramirez or Matan and, you know, Cucho and they all intertwine. So they're going to have to be on their, on their heels, the defense to figure out where he's going to be at all times on the pitch. And that was one of the things that I noticed whenever you guys were playing, it's like, I felt like if, if I'm, if I'm a Columbus crew fan, Watching the game, I feel like I can come back from any sort of deficit because of the simple fact of how awesome, like how how smooth 
it is that you guys attack, mm-hmm. even if you're behind. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah. I, Cincinnati is the prime example, right? Um, to go down, and I, 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 I hate to t- keep talking about this game, but this game is so unique in, in so many ways. You go down two nothing away on the road. I'm in the press box. I'm thinking, okay, yeah, we're done. Okay, I, I can, I can lose to Cincinnati playoffs because they were the best team. Can't take that away from them. But when you come, when they come out, it's a whole different ball game, right? To get two goals in the second half and essentially flip the game on its head and the way that the team is training throughout the week. And I actually had the chance to talk to the head trainer of the, of the crew before MLS cup, the way that they train throughout the week really helps how they perform throughout the game. Right? So they don't tire. They go hundred percent at the beginning of the week and they do, I can't remember what the training is called, but they do this type of training to get them match ready. So it's essentially match fitness or match preparation throughout the entire week. Absolutely. So they so they they are they're up to that tempo, they know what they're doing, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Flipping the game on the head to make it 2-2, heading into extra time. Cincinnati is dying, right? Barrial, Acosta, they're cramping up. They're slow to get off the pitch, and our guys are running off the pitch getting water they're they're fresh right makes a big difference it it does make a big difference and i think that is to go back to your question chris that's also one of the biggest strengths that columbus has is their fitness they tire teams out and they just take the bull by the horn and just go with it right and and that makes sense no danny i mean and and on top of that like i'm getting tired of hearing all the good stuff danny I'm getting real tired of that. All right, I want to know when where we, the when we beat you. Yeah, when we beat you, why are we beating you? What's your weakness? It's you guys said it earlier. It's the defense. <laughs> it's the defense. I, I it's mean, a not Kucho. You were ranked 14th, yeah. and you still won the cup. That gives us hope for us for this year. That does. Um, I I think the the biggest part of it was trying to get uh, Malde Amundsen and Steve Romero to think and play like a center back, right? When Steven came with us, um, he was a fullback. He was a right back. Amundsen was a left wing, left wing back, whatever. So having them kind of pivot to a role that they're not used to was really difficult, right? They adjusted. Then we bring in Rudy Camacho from Montreal, who's played under Wilfred Nazi before. And now we have a Wilfred Nazi on the pitch, right? Helping the the midfielders, the the three back tell them how they're supposed to play because he knows how Nazi wants the team to play. Thankfully, everybody adjusted and we got a third star, but now it's just, can we keep that going? Right. Can our defense keep it up and essentially not let Messi get a goal? I don't think it happens, but I'm just saying. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, wait, I can't get which DJ Khaled. That's so funny. That that is hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, champs, right? So there's mm-hmm. only one way to go once you're on the top, right? You either repeat or you you drop. Yep. Are your expectations to repeat? Is it to get a couple other trophies? And what's your prediction for Columbus overall this season? I think uh, the expectation is repeat, obviously, because. Um, 
we do have a lot of the core that is one that won the 2023 MLS Cup. Um, but I also think an expectation is now how many trophies can we get? We have the opportunity to get what four, five, possibly, I think. Um, pending mm-hmm. the outcome of the open cup shit, whatever the fuck happening with that. Um, but it's I think I've talked to it with Gerald. Columbus is on track to play at least two, three games a week, right? Just because of how compact the schedule is with Leagues Same here. Cup. Every yeah. Wednesday and Saturday. Yep. Yeah. Leagues Cup, League. Um, I think uh, I think Caballones Cup, um, Open Cup, and then, you know, whatever. So now an expectation is can we have all our guys fit? Can we expect a heavy rotation and these guys just absolutely take it to our to our opposition? Um, the treble would be nice. Uh, because I think it's only been done once, and that was with Toronto. Um, yes. But I I fully expect us to at least make the playoffs, and I want us to win the cup. I expect us to make playoffs. I expect us to win the I'm cup. About to say, but, the playoffs is bare minimum if you're a good team. Well, but but here's the thing though, right? And I was talking to I was talking to Gerald with this about this a couple of days ago. The playoffs is the expectation. Everybody's everybody expecting to make the playoffs at least, you know, once or whatever, right? But how can we, especially with the new format, right, with these three games and single elimination, how can we as repeat champions go about that route again? We don't want to play three games. We don't want to do 120, 120 again because it's just tired. It's just long and tiring. Mm -hmm. What can we do that works that will get us to point A, playoffs, and point B, MLS Cup. And that all comes down to the coaching staff, the technical staff, the trainers, and whatnot, and players, essentially. So what, So uh, a failure of a season isn't necessarily not winning the MLS, uh, MLS Cup. It would be not making the playoffs in your mind. You said if, you make the, if you make the playoffs, you're okay with the season. If, if we make the – if we – making the playoffs is – Definitely high on the list. MLS Cup is higher. But at the same time, I think in my head, I'm thinking, again, the schedule. And the same thing with you guys again, right? Because of how busy we're going to be, <laughs> to be, right? I can't just rely on Kucha to play. 90 minutes. You're the defending champs. You can't be saying that you just hope to make the playoffs. But but here, but here's the thing. No way. No way. Listen, 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 listen. Listen. We want to make we make the playoffs, right? We can't expect Kucha, we can't expect Rossi, Schultz to play 90 minutes every game throughout the regular season. And that's fine, but the supporter shield is out of the question. The supporter shield doesn't matter. The supporter exactly. shield. Is, I agree. It's stupid. I, nobody cares is, about that thing. Nobody no, cares about that. No, but, because it doesn't really. But making the playoffs, nine teams make that shit. Well, eight. The wow. The, 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 the playing the, game. The playing game. I don't really count. Hey, look. <laughs> if you don't make the playoffs, I'm sorry. Nancy failed. No. Well. Mm. Yes. It's got to be like Eastern Conference Finals. It's got to be like no, yeah, no, yeah, something like that or, yeah. or a trophy. But playoffs tie, come on, gotta come harder than that when you're the defending <laughs> champs. Can't wear that hat and say that you just want to make the playoffs. 
Uh, well, I mean, hey, it's it's it it it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to explain how how I think just because of how much. The, yeah, sure. Because of how <laughs> because of how battered everything is going to be, that I think okay, let's take it one step at a time, right? Playoffs, okay, cool. Now we now we put our big boy pants on and go for the MLS Cup, right? Instead of just going straight for it, yeah. which let's let's get let's get to, to the dance. Yes. Yep. Yeah, oh absolutely. man, I need Kucho on my team. I wouldn't disrespect him the way Ty just did. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I, Kucho is is an absolute gem. Nah, he's he's, he's such an amazing. Eventually, guy. he'll play Miami. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I I doubt that, but I mean, hey, crazier things have happened. Listen, Danny. So, is there anything else to cover here before I get to my questions, or what? No, poor oh Titus, and you know what's coming. Go ahead. Oh my. So, I think uh, I don't know if you did it. Did I go over the sandwich question with you here, Ty? <laughs> uh, I, How are you cutting the sandwiches? Is it diagonal I or think, is it north to south? I think you went over something. I think you went over steak with me the last time. Yes, yeah, steak and toast. But now we need yeah, sandwiches here. Sandwich. We're, we're, we're evolving. Okay. All right. So. Um, is it how the sandwich looks or is it any type of sandwich? No, it's just like this sandwich, this sandwich like with your toast. Okay. Then I'm going diagonal. Oh man, That's already a terrible, I, I, terrible decision. You're muted. You're going to hate me even more because I also drink milk after eating cereal. What? Uh, what? <laughs> You drink the milk after you eat your cereal. I yeah. do though. I do though. But yeah. Danny is the only weirdo that doesn't. That's impossible. So how? He... How is this a thing? What do you mean? That is what absolutely a thing. That is a thing. It's it's no, it's it, not. It... Yes, it is. You just put more cereal with the milk that's left over. But what about when you run out of cereal? And you still have you milk in the, bowl? the milk. No. No, you, oh, no, what are you doing no, there? No. Oh, you guys are sick. Such a huge sacrifice <laughs> that you're making there. No. And 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 listen, I've been going grocery shopping lately, Ty, and I pulled my shopping cart from the front, as you can see in this I picture. saw that. You're a psycho. Okay. Oh, my God. So you're one of these guys that pull it from, that push it from the back. <laughs> a normal human being? Yeah. No, yeah, because I'm not normal. like a normal human being. Like yes, a weirdo. So I just want to show you guys, uh, and, and for those of you that are in the chat, guys, thank you guys so much for hanging out. Please leave a like, subscribe okay. if you haven't, and uh, and do all that good stuff. Come on, guys. It's literally a scroll up with the thumb and boom. Okay, boom, bam, Uncle Sam. I have a video that one of our 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 good friends in the in the inner Miami stratosphere, Matthew Hanau, I went ahead and I put his uh, username in the video. He sent me a video showing me uh some of his experience with shopping uh with the shopping cart so i'm just gonna go ahead and and add this over to the stage and let's just check this out hold on pulling the cart it's actually not too bad once you learn how to like get rid of like the obstacles like you know you go go around them Boom. look at that it's actually not too bad pulling the cart isn't as bad as it seems so here's a demonstration of the pros of pulling the cart so as you can see there's an intersection look at that. and if you push it and it's <laughs> broken down by to over a there, you know you're gonna hit him 
But if you're on this side and pulling the cart, you can always, always get your blind spots by pulling the I mean, look at that. I mean, he broke it down to a science. Well, broke it for down the to record, a science. Any, for, for the record, when that video started, Money Matt, you were literally walking side by side with the cart. I don't even know what the hell that means. Like that, he's not a pusher yeah, or a he's, puller. Yeah, he's walking. He's a side. cart dater. Like he's just holding hands with the cart. Like I don't know what the hell's going on. There. I've done that. I've done that. Sometimes you got to take up the whole aisle because you got to own it. Own the Why aisle. Why are you That's taking my up the lap. aisle though? Why are you taking up the because aisle? Because it's, it's my aisle. Uh, that that's your way of asserting dominance is taking I am the completely absurd. Listen, I I, I want to go over a quick story about about li, about aisle etiquette. I want everyone to know this between aisle Danny and I. When COVID started in our local grocery store, they put arrows up to go that way and back to go this way. Mm -hmm. You couldn't go against the arrows. I am a big rule follower in that sense, and I would follow in that the arrows. Sense. <laughs> okay, yeah, in, in a lot of senses, but especially in that sense, I'm not gonna go against the arrow. That's illegal. And for those of you that were shopping during COVID, were you guys going against the arrow in the aisles? Sansi says that they were. Look, I well, never nobody there. Yes. The arrow. Well, I no no. I I respect what? the arrow. No, I respected the arrow, but I didn't. If I saw that my item was at the very beginning of that aisle, you have to sacrifice. I I, I had to go against the arrow for that foot or two that i had to go to get it i'm not gonna walk around completely just to go back to where i'm at at the moment like that's stupid no see now here's the thing right if you are pushing the cart right from the handle you would think that if you're coming to an intersection and somebody's coming this way you would think that they have common sense that when they see a cart push out that they would maneuver around right and not just that if that's... they're pushing their cart it's just cart on cart Chris is sacrificing his life because I'm <laughs> ramming his ass because I've seen him pulling his cart and I'm running right over him for being an I idiot. A, yes. I am, a, I, I am asserting my dominance and avoiding a cart on cart collision in the middle of the grocery store. Dominance asserted. And you Mike don't v, get hurt though. No, but I go out there. No, I go out there and I show them this is my space, lady. Take you... And all of your crappy groceries out of my way because this is my space. Stop. And look yeah. at Mike V saying, I go to the express lane with 12 items. Get out of here. <laughs> never. You I must would never be... do such a – that's a crime. You must be one of those guys that thinks water is wet. I, I mean, you know. Water, <laughs> water, water. All right. It's time. Before we, we, we wrap this up, real quick, what's your go-to cereal? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, it right now. Boom. First one. Go. Lately, it's been cinnamon mind. toast crunch. Uh, Acceptable. He, he knows his stuff. You don't Late, do none lately. of that, that childish cocoa pebbles shit. What's wrong with cocoa pebbles? I didn't even know that was a thing. I thought it was fruity Boy, pebbles. He, there is fruity pebbles, but there's also cocoa pebbles. Nobody eats cocoa. If you want chocolate, you just go cocoa puffs, man. All right, I'm not gonna get into this again. <laughs> it's cocoa puffs, man. All cocoa right, is good. Yeah, Reese's puffs. All right. Ty, as always, we appreciate you coming on to join course, us and uh, kick it. We appreciate you uh, talking some Kucho and Defending Champs with us. And uh, let everybody know where they could find you if they want to hear about the Defending Champs. Yeah, so you guys can listen to our podcast at Wiseman Pod on Twitter uh, or anywhere you get uh, podcasts. And uh, follow me on Twitter at Fisher Tyler underscore underscore. And there let me go. tell you, I don't pay in checks, Dennis. 
I used to have a checkbook, <laughs> not anymore. And I do pull out exact change at the register. I keep core. I keep coins. I still have fifty cent coins, dollar coins. I have a two dollar bill in my wallet. Oh, you are a psychopath, aren't you? <laughs> what? He's a unique individual, and sometimes he has such unique takes on this show. And I think some people might watch and be like, "He's just, he's just, you know, putting on an act just to be fun." No, this guy is really that. That let me. Let this me is me. This he's is that, he's that unique. I'll, I'll say it that way. He's that unique. He's that unique. And yeah. and what's what what's so what serial killer pours their milk before the cereal? Oh my gosh! Don't even get me started. All right. Chris, go ahead. Any final thoughts, sir? Uh, my final thoughts is you guys are both psychopaths for pushing the shopping cart, That's and I can't wild. wait for tomorrow's. Can't wait for tomorrow's game. We're gonna dominate uh, Anderson Taliska. Hi. <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. Hi. Uh, what do you think about this world tour that Messi's on? Do you think it's a big deal? I think it's uh, overrated. I'd say. You guys are traveling what? The team's traveling what? Twenty four thousand miles before game yeah. one, and one of your players takes three days to get ready for a game because of his knee. Yeah, I, well, I I, I don't like the limits that they're playing. It doesn't bother me, but I do don't I do dislike the amount of uh of minutes that they've been playing. Um, yeah. because we ran over, uh, we usually try to stop it early. I'm not gonna get into it now. I'm gonna get into it tomorrow. But so I had, you know, when you get on Facebook and that the memories pops up. Yeah, I had a memory pop up from eight years ago, uh, and it was a preseason game of NYCFC. I used to be an NYCFC supporter before uh, Inter Miami came into existence, and I went to see a preseason game, and I am, and I, and the pictures popped up, and I'm gonna show you guys those pictures tomorrow, so you can see. One, how far the MLS has come and why you should be happy that it's where we're at right now. Like what we saw on Apple TV in Saudi Arabia, like compare that to what I'm going to show you tomorrow. And you're going to be happy that we're where we're, we're at as a league, as a team and as a league. Oh, man, I can't. Um, I'm tuning yeah. in for that. Yeah. All right. Uh, so if you are listening on audio, we appreciate you. Uh, Sticking with us all the way to the end. Please like, subscribe. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Audio, the five stars, comment, review, all that other good stuff. And if you are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. Please like, subscribe. And if, if you joined us in the chat, uh, we appreciate you kicking with us all the way to the end, an hour and 10 minutes. Please like, subscribe, share, all that other good stuff. A lot of people saying that my energy was down. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, it felt felt off today. But it's a Wednesday, I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back and ready tomorrow to go. So uh, join us tomorrow. We'll do the post game of the Al Nazar game where Ronaldo's scared to play and um, until the next one have a good one